Are you ready to be stirred and receive an impartation of faith to move forward into all that God has purposed for your life? Welcome to the Stirring of the Waters podcast. I am your host, Elaine Haynes. I will be sharing what the Lord has given me through the anointing of the Holy Spirit on the Logos and Rhema words of God. Welcome to Stirring of the Waters, episode number three. I'm your host, Elaine Haynes, and I'm going to be sharing today what the Lord has given me. Come up higher through the door. Access is granted and authority restored. I'm going to open in prayer first. So, Father God, I just pray, Lord God, for every listener, whether today or whether in the days to come, Lord God, that their eyes be opened in a greater way to the spiritual realm, that you would open their eyes as you did as, as Elisha prayed for his servant, Lord God. Lord God, I know that the times are dire right now and they're going to get worse in many ways, but you're raising up a mighty, warring church. Lord God, you're raising up a pure bride. You're raising up a people to walk in your authority in the earth and bring your kingdom, Lord God. So I pray, Lord God, because in order to do that, Lord, we need to have your sight. We need to have your eyes. We need to have your vision. And we need to be able to hear what it is that you're saying moment by moment, day by day. So I pray, Lord God, that even now that you will stir the hearers and you would awaken dormant places within them will come alive today, Lord God, as they hear your word. And they will go forth in your power and in your authority. In Jesus' name, amen. So I'm going to be sharing in a little bit about a vision that the Lord gave me in a word that pertains to come up higher through the door access is granted and authority restored. First, I want to just do a little background. As I had mentioned in the last couple of podcasts that in the beginning of the Hebraic New Year in September of 2021, I heard that this is a year of awakening, arising, and advancing. And in the weeks past, I've shared that that key verse for that is Ephesians 5, 14 through 17. And the first week we talked about awake, from dead places, from, from old identity. And the last week we talked about arising from the dead. And today I'm going to continue with that. And then you come to that place of pressing in and arising into all that, that God has called you to be, then Christ will give you light for your path. And it's really important for us to understand that, that, you know, when we normally think of walking on our path, we, we don't want to get up and walk until we see the light. But here we're told, awake, arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. So there's an illumination that comes when you press, when you come into agreement with what God is saying, when you come into agreement with, you know, that I am going to fulfill the will of God in Christ Jesus for my life. When you come into that place, then the door is opened, and then your eyes begin to see. But he wants to see us being willing first. He wants to see us agree to come into alignment with his plan and his purpose for our life, to come into agreement that we will press, even though we have to press through the, the veil of the flesh and the mind of the soulish mind, that even though we have to press through that, we've heard a voice and we will continue to press towards that voice and follow that voice, regardless of what comes along in our way, because we understand that through our identity with him, through oneness with him, that we gain the victory that we need to overcome all the things that come along in our life to try to stop us, to try to slow us down, to try to hinder us, to waylay us, to get us to turn back. But we keep our eyes on the prize. We keep our, our ears attuned to his voice. And we keep our eyes fixed upon him. So from the very beginning, God's purpose 
is that man walk in dominion and authority here on earth. We know that from Genesis. And it's time to align our minds to the truth that we are no longer, we're not just sinners saved by grace, but we're new creatures. We're set free and equipped and continuing to be equipped by the power of the Holy Spirit to walk in the authority that Christ has given us. He has paid the full price. He's given us the Holy Spirit to empower us daily, moment by moment, and to reveal his mind in every situation. It is time to advance the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. As we arrive from the, arise excuse me, from those dead works, and we, we agree to arrive into that place of the new beginnings that is set before us every day of, of arising from dead mindsets, arising from patterns of life, the old man that has been crucified and is buried with Christ. As we arise from that place and step forward, he gives us his illumination, his mind for us to walk in day by day. So as I mentioned, I'm going to share a vision and a word that the Lord gave me that pertains to this and some of what he's been showing me since then. So I was meditating on Isaiah 22, 22. And as you are well aware, we're in the year 2022 and many prophets have spoken about the open door. Many prophets have also spoken about the double portion. And this <clears throat> certainly goes along with the open door. What he showed me as I was meditating on that verse in Isaiah 22 and 22, the key of the house of David will I lay upon his shoulder, which is authority. So he shall open and none shall shut, and he shall shut and none shall open. And as I was meditating on that, the Spirit of God showed me a picture of a revolving door, and people were going around in circles in the door, and I noticed some would come up to an opening, and they would look and see and I could see their hesitation that it was something unfamiliar to them and they weren't willing to go through. And others just kept going in circles and circles and others turned and went the other way rather than going through. But what I noticed above and beyond all that, overarching it, was that there was this light coming through the top, that the top was open. So you can picture this, this spiraling, revolving door. And yet there was an opening at the top. And so I, I asked the Lord about that. And what I heard was, tell my people to step out of the revolving doors, for I have set before you an open door where there will be a continuance of moving forward. Look up, go through the eternal door. Many think they are moving forward, but they're going in circles on lower realms. Great discernment is necessary to recognize I am the door. And that's John 10, when Jesus says, I am the door. I am the door in the midst of new battles. You will need to see and hear my voice in times of great chaos and confusion and move with me beyond the familiar and comfortable into the place of my wisdom and authority. So as I was listening to that and writing it down, I heard, because I, I asked, well, what do you mean? No more circling on lower realms. Although I had a kind of an understanding of what I thought, but I wanted to make sure it was what he was saying. And what I heard him say was stop going in circles, fearful of stepping into the unknown. Step out of the revolving door of going from meeting to meeting, leaving stirred but unchanged, or stepping forward then turning around and doing the same routines. It is time to change, to shift, to move in a different direction. 
The usual way of doing things brings the usual results. It is time to advance. It is time to make room for the new, letting go of our natural preferences, habits, and mindsets. You know, this time of year, the beginning of the new year, many clean out their closets, get rid of things, starting a new year. Many start diets, many have set goals. It's time to clean out the old way of thinking. That's what I'm hearing by the Spirit of the Lord. It's time to see what it is he's saying and bring yourself into alignment with that, regardless of how uncomfortable it might seem. Now, with this revolving doors, the Holy Spirit reminded me of a section in my first book, which he gave me in a prophetic dream called Moses Shocked in the Desert, Learning God's Ways so We Can Enter the Promised Land. There's a section in there that he reminded me of that describes this circling, and it's through the worship of the golden calves. Now think about what the golden calves are. They represent idols. They represent those things that we turn to in our usual way of turning, those things that give us comfort, those things that give us security, those things that, that satisfy us on a lower level, those things that we turn to instead of God, basically. So when I looked up, this is out of the book, the word comes, the word calves from Strong's Concordance notes that the word calf is used as frisking around. And the root of that word is to revolve or be circular. So I saw then, well, that's why the Holy Spirit had me go back to that. And the enemy's strategy is to seduce through pride. And I'm going to explain that because many times people think pride is just thinking you're all that and getting all puffed up. But it isn't that. It's just that it's ego, which we all have an ego structure of in our mind, which is our normal, our regular way of doing things. It's our religious ways of doing things. It's, it's everything that is self oriented. It's all about how we think, what we want. It revolves around self. Pride is our self-exaltation, but not just that. It's our, it's just everything revolving around us, not about revolving around God. So the enemy's strategy is to seduce through pride and seeking after empty things that bear no eternal fruit. That causes us to become attached to vain endeavors to go around in circles. You think about the children of Israel going around and around for 40 years, wandering for what would be an 11-day journey. These are distractions. These are things that are easier to do based on our own accomplishments, but they're futile and worthless. They will seem reasonable to our natural minds. We'll be trying to figure out what we should do, and it seems reasonable. Good is often an empty enemy of the best. Frisking around also implies playfulness, not taking things seriously, or in modern day terms, playing church, rather than recognizing the holiness of God and being in right relationship with him. You know, just as an aside, and I think next week or probably the week after, I'll be talking about another part of this year that we're in, which is building the house. That's why I'm with saying playing church. It's like, you know, how many people just, they go to church, they put in their time on Sundays, or maybe they even go midweek, and maybe they even serve but they're not really in right relationship with the Lord. They're not walking in the fullness of their identity. They're not recognized that what he wants to do is build his house, which is seeing his kingdom come on the earth through us, through his many-membered body. And that's a whole other subject, and we'll get there. But back to this. So circling the revolving door. And then I heard him say, you've circled this mountain long enough, turn northward. And God is saying, come up higher. Turn northward, come up higher where I am into the realms of glory and receive divine instruction for the days at hand. 
and this is what is this northward I really felt an, an emphasis on this from the Holy Spirit that I needed to study this out because at my you know first glance it's like I'll just go in a different direction right turn northward it's implying you're with saying you circled it long enough now turn to the north okay well there's nothing in the Bible that doesn't mean to have some meaning to it so it may have meant um, when he said it in Deuter and you know when Moses wrote uh, Deuteronomy it may have meant physically locationally northward but in the Biblical Research Institute it says north is a symbol of the permanent or the eternal it is the place of God's celestial dwelling Isaiah 14 13 and it's the place from which his glory descends of Job 37 22 and Strong's concordance which goes into the original text and tells you what the word is in the original language and the meaning of that it says that north is the Hebrew word saphon which means hidden and dark this is the place of treasures of darkness hidden riches spoken of by the prophet Isaiah and the hidden wisdom Paul describes in his first letter to the Corinthians. This is where God wants us to go. You've circled this mountain long enough. Turn northward. Go up through the open door. The door is open. Isaiah 45, 3. I will give thee the treasures of darkness, hidden riches of secret places. You don't have to be afraid of the dark. There are things in the dark. He wants to speak to you. I will give thee the treasures of darkness. There's treasures in the darkness. There's hidden riches in those secret places that thou mayest know that I, the Lord, which call thee by name, am the God of Israel. And Paul talks about it in 1 Corinthians 2 and 7. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. There, is, there are hidden things. There is hidden wisdom which God has ordained before the world was even formed that you would receive from him unto your glory it says unto our glory there's things that he wants to give us so that we can walk in the glory in which he's given us that jesus prayed that i've given them my glory he wants us to walk in that it's all giving glory to him it's not that we're going to try to take glory for ourselves it's not that at all it's recognizing we're a vessel of his glory we're a vessel of his honor being filled with his wisdom being filled with his power the power of the holy spirit these are times there are times when we have got to in desperation seek him we have got to pray we've got to fast we have to press into him and receive that bread from heaven for the days at hand the door is open i was reminded of elisha when i think about the open door when i think about seeing into the spiritual realms how can we not think about elisha who prayed for his servant to have his eyes opened and I declare to you, you will receive fresh vision as you ascend and see in that spiritual realm. I am praying that your eyes be opened. I'm decreeing that this is the time, this is now, for your eyes to be opened even now, to be able to see what's happening. We're in the war. And in this account, in 2 Kings chapter 6, the, the king of Syria was coming after Elisha. What had happened was, the king of Syria had been warring against Israel but every move he planned Elisha heard it and told it to the king of Israel so the king of Syria saw that his plans were being foiled time and time again and he thought there was a traitor in his midst and so he asked his men who's the traitor fess up 
one of the men said it none of us is or the traitor what's happening is there's a prophet named elisha who's hearing what you're saying when you're in your bedchambers so he said go get him I, i'm gonna go find out where he is and then because he wanted to take him captive he wanted to continue was warring against israel elisha was in his way he wanted to take him captive so elisha though because he was focused and intent from the very beginning of his calling he was focused and intent god had called him to be a successor to elijah and he was intent on having it so intent that he said he wanted a double portion and even though the sons of the prophets were mocking him following and elisha elijah himself it sounded like he's telling him to stay behind he pressed and pressed and pressed to where he could see he knew elijah told him you can't have that double portion unless you can see when i'm taken up unless you can see into the heavenly realms then then you'll be able to walk in that and he wants us to walk in that he wants us to be able to see elisha prayed for his servant to have his eyes open because what happened was the king of syria and his his army was encompassing around them and his his um servant was afraid and he asked he said to to elijah alas my master how shall we do and Elisha answered, Fear not, they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. And then it went on, and he was given from that place, from that raised up place, from that open door into the heavenlies, he was given spiritual wisdom and strategy on how to combat the enemy and you can go ahead and read it it's a powerful section of scripture he was given not only the ability to circumvent the moves of the enemy but when the enemy advanced he was given supernatural strategy to send him in a different direction and then give him additional wisdom on how to bless the enemy in such a way that they stopped coming after Israel. It's a powerful section. I encourage you to read it. So I was encouraged by this to increase my prayers for the body of Christ, for myself, to have increase in my spiritual sight. Because we can see, you know, we can see it in the headlines. We can see it on the news. We can see it in our walk. We can see it every day that there is a lot of warfare going on. And we have got to have, I can't emphasize enough, we have got to have spiritual sight. We have to have the wisdom of God, and he wants to give it to us. He says, if you ask for wisdom, I'll give it abundantly. I'm asking for our eyes to be open, to see into the spiritual realm, so that we can gain advantage over the enemy. The door is open. The door is open. The Lord is calling us to higher realms for greater authority so we can have victory in our lives for his kingdom to come to the earth he has given us his authority jesus gave his authority to the 12 and then to the 70 and then he gave it to all of us as we go forth he gave it to the you can read all about it in the book of acts and and you can know what he said at the end of matthew and at the end of mark go forward teach preach cast out devils heal the sick do my works he said greater works than these you'll do he's calling us to come up higher 
In Revelation 4 and 1, it says, After this I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was, as it were, of a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up higher, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. I heard the Spirit of the Lord say, as I was meditating on that verse, I'm calling you to come up higher through the eternal door of intimacy with me. There will be a continual opening that you may go in and out and find pasture. Jesus said, I am the door. You will go in and out. On, in me, you will go in and out and find pasture. Matthew 10 and 9. To eat and be filled, then feed the nations with food that is eternal and full of my glory. You will see the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man as they move in and out, assisting you in battle, as you gain strategies for the days at hand. For your adversaries will not triumph. As you go through the great door, and receive the effectual means to overcome in advance. So that is what I heard. I'm going to tell you what he had also shown me that in this year, and I don't know if it's because there's an increase in angelic activity or it's because our eyes are being opened, but he showed me that you're going to be seeing more angelic activity as they assist us. And you know, when you see that, when our eyes are open to see that, it gives us great courage to go forward. You know, we can go forward and courage on what the Word of God says, um, there are more that are, that are for you than those that are against you. The no weapon formed against you shall prosper. There's a lot of scriptures we can stand on, but when our eyes are open to the spiritual realm and we can see that we have this heavenly assistance, it's a lot easier. And <clears throat> this great door and effectual is opened unto me, and there are many adversaries. Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 16, 9. Now, I mentioned in the last podcast that that word effectual actually means having the power to bring about the effect intended. When God uses that word, effectual, a great door and effectual, that means the word itself, the great, the door itself is effectual. It's going to give you the power as you go through it to accomplish what it is I'm giving you to go through. That victory is yours because my grace is sufficient. When he says my grace is sufficient, that's effectual grace, which means in the grace itself is the power to accomplish the result. I can't say it enough. His grace is sufficient. It effectually brings forth what is necessary for fulfillment. The door is open. Through the eternal door, we receive power to enter and access granted. This is powerful. I want you to hear this. In Thayer's Greek lexicon, it describes the doors in Revelation 4 and 1, which I just read. After this, I looked and behold, a door was open. And in Revelation 3, 7 and 8, and to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth and no man shutteth, that shutteth and no man openeth. I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength, a little strength, and has kept my word, and has not denied my name. You know, the Lord gave me that verse many years ago, and I hold on to that. I hold on to that. He opens the door. He, he said, I've set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. I declare that over you, and let me tell you what that word means. In Thayer's Greek lexicon, the door that's described in Revelation 4.1 and Revelation 3.7 and 8, the door actually means the power of entering and access into God's eternal kingdom. The root of that word door, the power of entering and access into God's eternal kingdom. 
When you hear God has opened the door, he's giving you the power to enter and he's giving you access into. The door is open. We have been given the keys of the kingdom. Jesus said, I've given you the keys of the kingdom. We're to manifest here on earth the authority he's given us to bind and loose. Matthew 16, 19 and 18, 18 and 19. Legally and spiritually, we have the power of attorney to exercise the will of heaven upon the earth because eternal justice was satisfied when Jesus paid the price for our sin. When he took upon himself the sin of the whole world, he broke the power of the devil. Just before the cross, Jesus said, now is the time for judgment on this world. Now the prince of this world will be driven out. It's time to walk forward in the authority given us by the Lord Jesus Christ, who has been given all authority and power, and he's given it to us. We're his vessels. The time is now to let him be seen and known. For Jesus said, pray this, thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Just pray that to the Father. Thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. He has said the kingdom of God is at hand. He said that multiple times when he was on the earth, and it's still at hand. God set the world in order and framed it by his word. Let there be, and it became. He has given us the power of seeing and saying, binding and loosing. The kingdom of God is at hand. The door is open. It is time to walk in authority. I heard by the Spirit no more circling round and round. It is time to speak forth, be unbound, for many shall be stirred as they hear the sound of the triumphant one gaining renown. Come up higher and see as I see, and then go forth and declare my decree. Multitudes will be set free, and my enemies will bow their knees. The Father God, I pray, Lord God, that those hearers, Lord God, that they will go forth in the authority and power that you have given them, Lord God, that they will do those greater works that Jesus, you said we would do. Lord God, I pray that for all of us, for myself included, Lord God. For even now, the door is open and an opening of eyes, an opening of ears in the spirit to hear your voice, to differentiate, have great discernment between all the voices that are out there, to only go after your voice, Lord God, to make sure that what we do, how we speak, what we say, where we go, and how we think is in accordance with your voice. It is in accordance with your word, Lord God, that we will go about doing the Father's business. Lord God, I ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Stirring of the Waters podcast. If you like what you heard today, visit ElaineHaines.com, that's A-L-A-N-E-H-A-Y-N-E-S.com, for books, blogs, and spiritual growth. You can follow me on Facebook and subscribe at cpnshows.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. See you next week for the next episode.